You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check out our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to check out some more information about us and see what's going on this month on our events calendar. Lastly, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. us, amen, he, he became the final sacrifice, he paid the price, amen, and he, he paid our debts, amen, for our sins, and through the blood of Jesus, come on somebody, we were set free, so I can tell you today is a good Friday, amen, it was a good Friday because he came and he paid our debt, a debt that we should have paid, he canceled everything that was against us and paid it with his life, amen, so why don't we all stand up uh, this Evening, amen, as we pray for the word of God, amen, and just as we get here to just hear the word, amen, take part of communion, uh, maybe for some souls here that people want to rededicate and and just worship the Lord, amen. So let's bow our heads today, amen, as we get ready to receive the word of God. Father, I just thank you this day, Father. I thank you for everything that you have done, Father God. We're here to celebrate you. We're here to celebrate, Father, your broken body for us the blood that was shed for us, and for everything that you did for this, what this day stands for. Father, the day that you came to pay the price for our sins. And so, Lord, I pray that you open up our hearts and our minds, Lord, that we just take time to remember, Father, look back and remember what you've done for us, Father. Lord, that we don't take this, this day for granted, Lord, and all that you've done for granted. But, Lord, we're here to celebrate, Father God, Father, what you've done, your obedience all the way to the cross. And so I pray this day, Lord, that you would have uh, our, our hearts, Lord, that we would open up our hearts, our, our minds, Lord, Father, those that have an ear, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord will say to them, Father. Lord, we just come to celebrate you and thank you for everything that you've done. And we give you all the praise, all the glory and honor in Jesus' name. And everyone says, amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord one more praise, amen. Hallelujah, amen. Praise the Lord. Go ahead and grab a seat tonight, amen. And so I... As I was saying, amen, today is Good Friday, amen, and so we're here just to celebrate what this day means to us as Christians. Man, as you know, on Sunday, five days before, on Palm Sunday, the town celebrated. Come on, they shouted and praised Jesus, singing Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, amen. They were throwing palm branches as Jesus rode into town on a donkey, and they were giving him the biggest Parade that town had ever seen. Now five days later, this is five days later today, and the same crowd that was shouting Hosanna is now shouting crucify, crucify, crucify. Let's look at Good Friday today. On Friday we know that he was already portrayed. Judas, one of the disciples, agrees to to sell him out for 30 pieces of silver. I mean, he sold out Jesus for a small bag like this. And so we already know that this has already taken place right here on this Friday. It was agreed. It was already made the plans. They they, they had a meeting together. 
they, they give him the bag, you, you give us Jesus, we'll give you this money. And so in Luke chapter 22, verses 5 to 6, it says this. They were delighted and they promised to give him, speaking of Judas, money. So he agreed and they began to look for an opportunity to betray Jesus so they can arrest him when the crowds weren't around. See, they already had the Last Supper up to this point now. So they already had the, the, the Last Supper. They already had their communion. They passed the cup, amen, as we see here. They, they, passed, they drank of his body. He, they already had this. This has already sold him out. They're, they're having the Last Supper up in the upper room. He's telling them the final destiny. He's telling them what's, what's going to come. And so he tells them, do this in remembrance. And so they had, and had communion. Now at the Last Supper, we know that Peter tells Jesus, as he's telling us to come, amen, he says, you know what, Jesus, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to let that happen to you. I'll go to prison for you. I'll even die for you. Jesus, Peter, before the sun rises, you're going to deny me, not once, Peter, but three times. So, shh, you need to just be quiet, boy. You're talking too much. You don't even know what you're saying. And so we have this is taking place. Jesus already knew what was knew that his had come. His mission was about to end. His ministry of three years is about to come to the end. He needed it to accomplish. The Mount of Olives. And he said to the Father. 31 and 42 recorded in the New Living Church. He said he walked, he walked away about a, a throw. And he knelt down. Somebody say knelt down. He knelt down and prayed. And 42 says, Father, if you are willing, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want to do your will, that your will be done, not mine. Amen. So Jesus is right here, amen. And he's kneeling. He knows something is about to happen. He knows that he's about to feel the pains. He's about to feel everything that was going to come. He already knows what it is to go to the cross. He already knows uh, the climb to that hill. So he walks and he says, you know what, guys, I, I want you guys to pray right here. Feel the disciples go with him. One of them is Peter. And he says, you know what, I want you guys to pray right here and pray for, for, for one hour. I know the flesh is, it, 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 uh, the, the, you know, your, your spirit's willing, but your flesh is weak. I mean, oh, that's true. Come on, somebody say amen. And so he said, I want you guys to pray because, you know, there's some things that are about to happen. I need all the prayer I can take right now, so please pray for me. I'm going to go pray over here. And so, yes, he says, it's around a, a stone throw away. I, I don't really know how far that is because right, people can throw stones farther than others, amen. But, but it's just a toss away. And so he's from a little distance away and to pray. And he kneels down, Father, if you're willing He's, he's talking to the Father. He, this is a son. This is, this is flesh here. This is Jesus in the flesh. He knows he's about to feel everything that's about to happen to him. He says, you know what, man? This is going to hurt. This is, gonna, this is really going to cost me my whole life. If there is another way that you can take this cup from me, but you're not my will, let your will be done. See, was Jesus trying to get his way out of the cross here? Was he trying to just say, you know, could, you know, I don't want to do the cross thing no more. You know, I, I was all in it, but, but, but now it's here. 
Come on, how many know that some people can be all in it, but when the time comes, people bail. And Jesus here, was he, was he doing that too? See, listen, it's never wrong to tell God how you're feeling, even if it seems like you're going to complain. Come on, somebody. Jesus was being honest with him. Jesus was feeling our race. And man, I, I feel this suffering. I, I feel this pain that I'm gonna, about to go through. And so he's telling them how he feels. This is Jesus in the flesh. He's, 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 he's man and he's God Almighty all in one. Amen. So he's feeling what you and I feel. He's feeling the struggles that you and I feel. He's feeling the hurts that you and I feel. And then see what it is when you're going through a hard time and going through a situation, maybe going through a sickness, it's okay to tell God, why am I going through this? Why, why do I have to go through this? There's nothing wrong for telling God how you feel. You know what? God, this really sucks. Come on. There's times I tell God, I really don't understand what you're doing here, God. It's okay to complain, but, but you got to grab a hold of it just like he did. But God... Not my will. Your will be done. See, it's okay to complain, but as long as you get back to the Father, Father, I, you can complain all the way, but Father, I don't know what you're but I'm going to trust in you. God, if this is what your will is, this is what I need to go through, whatever you're teaching me, or because of bad decision, or because of bad choice, or whatever it may be, God, I, I, not, not my will. I'm not asking for an excuse. I, I'm not asking for an easy way out because I did a bad choice. How many know that we reap what we sow? And just because you get saved, amen, doesn't mean that he's going to pay all your parking tickets. Come on, somebody. Come on. He paid your debt to get out of hell, but he's not going to pay your debt what you owe. And I'm not saying there'll be times where you stand before a court, a judge, and says, you know what? I can't find nothing. You know, you're free to go. And I'm not saying he can't do that, church, but don't expect him to do that, amen. Saving you from the pit of hell was enough, church. Come on. You're going to still have to go through some pain. You're still going to have to go through the things from what we choose from and the things that we go through, church. So Jesus says, you know what, I'm about to feel something here. This is going this is, this is to get real in a couple hours. And I'm finally feeling the agony of what I'm going to go through, uh, all the suffering, amen, uh, the agony of the cross, uh, the agony of people mocking uh, and spitting on me. They knew he was going to get slapped. They knew that they were going to pull on his beard. They knew that they were going to mock at him. But not only the agony of the cup of the cross, church, you know what else he was feeling right here? The separation from God he would have to experience in order to die for the sins of the world. Did you know that him and God were going to get disconnected because of you? Because of me? Because of this world? Because of sin? See, where sin is, God can't be. You remember? When he's, when he's on the cross, why have you forsaken me? Because sin, he took upon the sin of the world. He took upon your sin, my sin at that time. And at that time, God could not see his son. He had to turn away for that moment, church, in order to take on our sin. 
God, I'm going to take on the sin of the world right here, right now. And I know that there's going to be a separation. This is the first time we've ever been separated. The first time, church, because of us. He was willing to feel the pain. He was willing to feel the agony, not only of the cross, but the separation of the Father. And say, I'll take on the cross. I'll take on the sin right now. I know, God, Dad, I know you're not going to be able to look at me. But it's going to be okay. It's, it's going to be for a little while, but I'm, I'm going to do it. And now he's feeling that separation of dad now for the very first time. So the agony is not just the suffering of the cross, but the separation of the world that he'll experience because of our sins. Somebody say my sin. Amen. You see, this is early hours of Friday. This is what after on the last supper was on Thursday, yesterday. And here it is early in the morning. And so he goes to pray. He does his thing. I got to pray. You know, Jesus shows us here that when you're going through some struggles, go to the Father in prayer. Come on. He says the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. I know. I know you don't feel like praying sometimes. I know that sometimes the pain is too much to bear or the things that are coming is too much to bear at this time. You don't know what the outcome of what's going to happen. But this is where you got to pray. And he's teaching his disciples uh, you need to pray. You need to grab a hold of God when you're going through a, a situation, when you're going through a, a bad time or your marriage is going through something or, or you got hit with some sickness or, or whatever it is you quite don't understand. It's okay to complain to him. It's okay to question say what's going on here. But as long as you get back and say, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to hold on to you. I'm going to continue to believe in you. You know what? You may, you may feel forsaken, but God is always there. you got to pray. Prayer connects you back to hope, church. Prayer connects you back to faith. Prayer connects you back to, to an increase of, of, of belief back into your, to your life. Because without prayer, guess what? Someone else is going to be speaking to you. And so you got to get those, that voice out of your mind. And only the way you can do that is through prayer because the devil can't stand prayer. Once you start praying, he has to bail. Once you start saying even Jesus a few times, he trembles, he has to flee. And so once you get into that, that room, and once you get into your closet of prayer in the midst of your agony, in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your suffering, church, that's when God comes and reconnects and you start to say, not my will, but your will be done. Come on, somebody. So this is the early hours of Friday morning today. Jesus is betrayed. Jesus is betrayed and he's arrested. Here it is. Judas comes and he says it's done. And and they give him his bag of money and he he, he betrays Jesus with a kiss. In Luke chapter 22, verse 47 and 48 of the story goes on to say this. But even as Jesus said this. A crowd approached, led by Judas, one of the 12 disciples. Judas walked over to Jesus and greeted him with a kiss. But Jesus said, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? The 
kiss happens, church. He says, the one I kiss is the one. Arrest him. It's in the early hours. There's no crowds. They wanted to get him in secret when no one's around because they didn't want any type of riot. They didn't want anything to happen. So they had to do it in this fashion. And here Judas repays him, betrays him with a kiss, church. And at that moment, they arrest Jesus. And then Peter, remember Peter? The one that says, I'll die for you. I'll go to prison for you. Now, what Jesus told Peter comes to pass. A girl notices him and says, this man is one of Jesus' followers. And Peter says, I don't, I don't even know him. I wonder if we do that when people say, hey, I, you're one of those Christian guys, huh? What are we talking about? I don't go to church. Someone else noticed him. You're one of them. And at this point, the second time, the Bible says that Peter gets mad and says, man, you got the wrong dude. I don't even know him. Yet another hour passes by. Yet another one says, this is one of them. Look what it says in Luke 22, 59 to 61. This is after the two denials already. The one guy, the one girl, and says, I don't know him. I don't know what you're talking about. Another, it, says, it, goes, it, says, it goes on, it says, it's about an hour later, someone else insisted. This must be one of them. But Peter said, man, that's what my Bible says. It says, man, <laughs> man, I don't even know what you're talking about. And immediately while he was still speaking, I don't know what you're talking about, the rooster crows. Right in the middle of his sentence. And at that time, at that moment, he says, he looked to the Lord because he was following the Lord. When they were taking him to be arrested, where are they going to take him? He's following them. And so at that moment, he gets denial an hour. And at that moment, right when he said, I don't even know, the rooster crows. Thank you for that crowing. Hallelujah. Sound effects. Amen. Uh, surround sound right there. If you guys have all done it, that would have been cool. Amen. <laughs> The rooster crow. <laughs> Pigeons, birds, like a sick dog. <laughs> but the rooster crows, and at that moment, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. And suddenly the Lord's words flash through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me. That you ever knew me, ever known me. He looks at him, man. He looks at the face. He's saying, I don't even know him, crows. And he goes, oh. And he looks, and the Lord's looking right at him. And you can just see, the Bible says that so much shame fell on Peter. He, he started to weep bitterly. I mean, just it just hit him. He went running away, weeping. Over this, he finally remembers all these words. Now I'll die for you. I got your back, Peter. I got your back, Lord. Nothing like this is going to happen to you. And then he denies him and he said, no, no, no. Now it comes to reality. He looks at the Lord, looks at him and says, man, I blew it. He runs away at that moment, never to be seen during this scene right now. 
weeping bitterly. They take Jesus before the religious council to condemn him. He stands before trial, before Pilate. And Pilate looks at everything, looks all, at all the evidence. And there's nothing, nothing that can say, man, this, did, this guy did something wrong. He says, you know what, I find nothing wrong with him. I don't know what you guys are bringing me. There's nothing that I, that you, that's legit here that, 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 that the penalty is death for. And he says, you know what, take him to Hiram. He's under his jurisdiction anyway. Let him deal with it. You know what? I find nothing wrong. Here it goes to Heron, and Heron sends Jesus back to Pilate. And Pilate says, you know what? I don't know what you want me to do with this guy. There is no grounds of crucifixion here. So what I'll do, I'll have him whipped, and then I'll release him. And the crowds want Jesus dead. And they're shouting, crucify, crucify. Crucified. And so at this moment, uh, Pilate, to prevent a riot from started, starting, Pilate sentenced Jesus to die. That was Friday, over 2,000 years ago. After Jesus has been whipped, beaten, mocked, spit upon, and driven with three nails in his body. Three of these for you. They lay him on a cross. Unrecognizable, the Bible says, is how much they beat him. How much he was mocked, spit upon, beard pulled. They laid this, this, this body on the cross, amen. And I think if you looked at the passion of Christ, is probably a little close to how he probably looked, but he was even worse than that in reality. The Bible says he was unrecognizable. Just like a piece of hamburger meat. The whip that was whipping him had these, these nails and bones and, and, and different parts of metals, amen. And so as the whip hit his body and wrapped around it and like hugged him, as soon as they pull it back, it would rip pieces of meat off of him. For you. Didn't complain once. Didn't say anything. Though the Bible says that he could have called 10,000 angels at any time to rescue him. But he knew for our deliverance and our salvation and for the payment of sin, it had to be his life. Yes, thank you, Lord. Not only that. But as he's beaten, now they, he has to carry his own cross all the way to the place where they're going to crucify him. Making a mockery through the whole town. Kicked on, punched on, all the way to the cross, all the way to the hill. Lay him on that, on that cross for you and I. And then driven with three nails for you. Three of these, each one he took. As they nailed it down and held his arm and from moving, they, they placed it right there in part of his arm and, and hand on one side and start nailing this 
all the way through, the, through his skin, through his body, through the wood, through the other side of that cross. Pulls the other side, gets the other arm, starts nailing it for you. And the final one, on his feet. They raise him high in the sky after they nailed him. And Jesus is placed between two criminals. And you can say those two criminals are you and me right now. The one of the world and the one that gets saved. They represent the world in us. They represent the world. Who chooses Jesus and who doesn't. He's hanging there between these two criminals. Jesus is convicted for a crime that he did not commit, church. Jesus hung there as religious leaders mocked at him. Even one of the criminals on the cross told him something. He had the nerve to say something to, to Jesus as he's hanging there, making fun of him as well. In Luke chapter 23, verse 40 to 43, the New Living Translation says this. But the other criminal protested. He's kind of mocking to others who fear God die. We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. So here he is defending Christ. Here he is, he recognizes him as the Savior. He, he, he sees him as the one that comes to take away the sins of the world. He's finally recognized, his eyes are open in the last moments of his life. and says, man, what are you doing? We deserve this. He doesn't. And he starts rebuking his friend, this other criminal. Then he says, Jesus, somebody say Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom, he tells him. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you'll be with me in paradise. Jesus hanging on the cross, church. This is God's love. He's still saving people at his last hour moments of life. He still has concern for the world and has mercy upon this soul here. The Bible says about noon that Friday or noon today that darkness fell for three hours. Something happened, church. And the Bible says that the earth shook and Jesus breathed his last breath. In Luke 23, 46, it says this. Then Jesus shouted, Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. Jesus died on Friday. We're here to, tonight to remember all that he's done for us and celebrate Good Friday, church. You know, our, our moment here is to remember his death. 
Tonight is to remember his death because I mean, know that today's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Come on. And though we know what happens Sunday, we, we must not forget Friday. We, we, can't re, we can't forget what he's done. We know that he rose. If he didn't rise, amen, none of us would be here. And, and we're going to have a great day on, on Sunday. We're going to recognize uh, the risen Christ. We're going to celebrate the one that, that conquered uh, hell, death, and the grave. We're going we're to celebrate, amen, uh, as, you, as the resurrected Lord, amen, uh, that came, amen, and took the sins of our, of, of our lives away and paid the price with his life on this day. But today, he died. There was a weeping and there was a mourning uh, that day with his disciples, the world, his followers. were still confused of what, was, what happened. They lost a friend. They lost a teacher. They lost their Lord. They lost the one that was guiding them and teaching them. The one that had all the answers is now dead. And they didn't know what was going to happen. And so we're here to be reminded. We can't forget that, church. Everybody wants to go to Easter right away. Everyone wants to celebrate the celebration service, the, all the festivals that they have. And, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with the things and the festivals that people do to celebrate during this time and bouncing houses and egg hunts and all this other stuff that our churches do, amen. And, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that church. We're, we're going to do our part thing tomorrow. But we can't forget about the death. And what the great celebration is. We can't forget about the, the agony, the agony that he went through. We, we don't see that. You know, I'm reading the, and studying and I said, man, this is... He was not agonizing only just about the death. He, he was willing to do that. But now the separation of the Father hit me. He was willing to dis, be disconnected for us and take on all the sin and something that the God can't even look at and says, man, I, I can't even look at my son right now. It's too much. All the sin that he's taken. The separation. He was agonized. Man, I, this is the first time I'm being separated from my dad. But I'm willing to do it. It's going to be, a, it's going to be for a moment. I'm, I'm going to hang in there. I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll feel forsaken for the first time in our relationship. We can't forget about Friday, church. We can't forget what he's done for us. We can't forget. Man, without this, the other parts don't happen. We can't just go to the resurrection without the crucifixion. We can't go to for the sins being forgiven if there's no blood being shed. There has to be a price to be paid. That's why they would do animal sacrifices for the forgiveness of sin. But it had to be something that had to be repeated constantly. But Jesus came for the final time. The final sacrifice. He was the perfect Lamb of God. He, he did this for us. He, he saw you. 
in 2018. He saw you here in Las Vegas. He, he saw you. He, he knew you already. And as he was laying on that cross, he did it for you. He did it for you. He did it for you. For you. For you. He saw you. He says, I got to die. I'm, I have to do this because I, I'm doing it for the world. We, we can't forget Friday, church. We can't forget this is a great day for us. Though it's a sad day because he did die and would not be seen for three days. Waiting, what, what's going to happen now to us? What, 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 what's what's going to happen to us? Mary weeped. Mary went looking for him. People went looking for him. They, 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 what happened? Jesus died on Friday. I think we need to look back at times and, be, and just remember what he's done for us and not take it for granted, the things that he does, the, the life that he paid to lay down. The Bible says, you know what, he laid down his life. You know, you, he, he, you, you, each one of you were paid with a high price, a high, this is the highest price, church, a life. For lives. And with that high price and that high thing that he did for us and what he'd done on the cross and everything of beaten and nailed to the cross and, and all the stuff that he did for us, what gives us the right that we can do whatever we want to our own lives? He says to honor, honor him with your life by living the way he tell, tells us to live. You know, he paid a high price to, that we can't do what we want to do no more, church. I, I, I can't do what I want to do. <laughs> then him dying on the cross saying, that's nothing, that's not enough. God, you did too much for me that I can't be selfish with my life and say, man, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. No, God, I, I got to do what your will says. Not my will, but your will be done. We got to recognize that today he died. We know he rose again, but we can't forget the death, though. There was a price to be paid, and it was his life. He died. Jesus died. He was put into a tomb, a place where dead people are placed in. Today we're here to remember everything that he's done and celebrate this Good Friday. And tonight we want to partake communion. Amen. If I can have my ushers, usherettes, they're going to pass. Well, hold on one second. Tonight, as disciples, we want to do this in remembrance. All of us are here. Recorded in Luke chapter 22, 
14 to 17 says this. When the time came, Jesus and the apostles sat together at the table. And Jesus said, I've been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Verses 18 to 20, the new King James says this. Then he took the cup and he gave thanks. And he said the, he said this is, he said this and, and divided among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took the bread and he gave thanks and, and he broke it. And he, he gave it to them saying, this is my body for which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he took the cup after the supper saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood which is shed for you. The Passover meal here is the last remembrance. The lamb on their, their door frames. And the angel of that, and the angel of death will pass over when the, when the plagues were hitting Egypt and when they were in bondage. And now this event overshadows or overshadowed Jesus' work on the cross as the spotless lamb of God. His blood would be spilled in order to save his people us from the penalty of sin by death. And during the Passover meal, here are the disciples, and, and the bread and the cup were actually becomes Christ's body and blood. The Lord's Last Supper is a remembrance of Jesus' death on the cross for our sins. Somebody say, my sins. When we partake of this church, we show our deep gratitude for Christ's work on our behalf. And with that, our faith, somebody say faith, is strengthened. Each time we do this, church, it, we, we are reminded of everything that he's done. We show a gratitude for everything that he's done. And through that, when we partake of it, strength, our faith is strengthened. Something gets renewed inside our spirits through this. When the Jesus asked his disciples to eat the broken, uh, broken bed, uh, bread and to remember him, he wanted them to remember his sacrifice. See, when we do that tonight, we, he wants us to remember the sacrifice. The sacrifice that his body took for you and I. He wanted them to remember for the forgiveness of sin uh, by drinking the cup. But also his friendship, which will continue to enjoy through the work of the Holy Spirit. Because he says, you know what? I don't leave you as orphans, right? I'm going to send you a friend. I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send you a counselor, a teacher, a, a guide. A, everything, everything you know, he's going to help you, a helper. He's the Holy Spirit. So here, as they're eating this, they're saying, you know what? This broken bed, I want you to remember what I did for you. The cup that you're drinking, I want you to remember, it was to pay for your sins. But to also continue a friendship with us by remembering that he sent us a Holy, the Holy Spirit. The friend that was going to help us as he's doing today. In the Old Testament, God agreed to forgive people's sins through animal sacrifice. The covenant between God and his people were sealed with the blood of animals 
as you read in Exodus 24. But you have to understand that animal blood did not itself remove sin. Only God can forgive sin. So animal sacrifices had, this, like I said before, had to be repeated day after day, year after year. But Jesus came and instituted a new covenant. Jesus would die in place of sinners as the final sacrifice once and for all, church. Come on, somebody. Unlike the animal or the blood of animals, his blood, Jesus' blood. Come on, somebody. The blood of Jesus will remove the sin of all who put their faith in him. Come on. As you put your faith in him, as you believe this, then your sins will be forgiven. Jesus' sacrifice will never have to be repeated again and again. It was good for all eternity. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. We didn't need no other Jesus. We only needed one Jesus. The Bible says he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. He is the only way to the Father Church. There is no other way. He became the final sacrifice, the perfect, perfect lamb of God. In Hebrews chapter 9, 23 to 28 says this. This is why the tabernacle and everything in it, which were copy of things of heaven, had to be purified by the blood of animals. But the real things in heaven had to be purified with far more better sacrifices than the blood of animals. For Christ did not enter into a holy place made with human hands, which was only a copy of the one true one in heaven. He entered into heaven itself to appear now before God and our, on our behalf. And he did this, he did not enter heaven to offer himself again and again, like the high priest here on earth who entered the most holy place year after year with blood of animal. If that had been necessary, Christ would have had to die again and again ever since the world began. But now, once and for all time, he appeared at the end of age to remove sin by his own death as a sacrifice. And just like each person is destined to die once and after that comes judgment. So also Christ offers once for all time as a sacrifice to take away the sins of many people. He will come again not to deal with our sins but to bring salvation to all who are eagerly waiting for him. John the Baptist called Jesus in John 129 the lamb who takes away the world, the sin of the world. He's the perfect lamb of God, church. And today we want to do that with remembrance. We want to remember everything that he's done for us on this Friday. Because the last words he said that Friday, it is finished. Three words, church, was all that was needed for you and me. Three words that sealed the deal. Three words that says it's done. Three words, it is finished, that made it accomplish what he came to do. When he hung his, on the cross and took his last breath and said it's finished, he did what he needed to do. And if you have faith in that and believe in that, then your faith has healed you. Your faith removes your sins. 
with every head bowed and every eye closed just for a moment. Peace is said, this is my for which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way he took the cup after supper and saying, this is the cup of the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance as often as, often as you drink it. Every time you eat the bread and drink the cup, you're announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. But it goes on to say this. This is very important, guys. So if anyone eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner, it's guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. This is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread or drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. In other words, what we do here, we're doing respect and honor. We're not doing it in neglect. We're not doing it in an unworthy manner. We're doing it in respect. As long as you partake in that, church, say, you know what, I respect what he's done. I respect the broken body. I, I remember the sacrifice. I, I, I take this 